Hello there, Beard here. Hello, handy viewers, such as you are, handy listeners too, welcome. Um, we are joined once again by uh, Mr. Ben Harris and Bryce Johnson to talk through the even-numbered cards and then two odd ones, because someone at Steamforge hates me. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Right. Still me. <laughs> I, I gave you the chance. So the sixes, um, thank you. For play to the crowd, so much. Yeah. Um, as you know, someone with a co-host that you know ruined his chance to beat former world champion Alex Botts uh, at a game of Guild Ball by taking a snapshot with one less momentum than he needed. With this card, he would have succeeded. Yeah. Well, he would have at least got to roll dice. He would have gotten to roll dice. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, this is glorious. So play to the crowd. Friendly models may spend one less momentum to make snapshots. I love this because brain pound and memory now take snapshots for free. Yep, pretty good. <laughs> uh, and it's something you know, as a long-standing uh, brain pound and memory apologist, um, I'm a big fan of this. Um, does anyone else have teamwork still in the game? I suppose anyone under a hat aura. Yes, or, anyone under a hat aura. Or momentum yeah, getting a hat that far forward—that's quite something. Yeah. yeah. The, the momentous uh, afro, as we know it, as well on towering yeah. presence with with uh, uh, I, Corbelli. Um, I think I think I think brain pan brain pan and memory actually are a bit underrated. Like I know Perkins oh, played I them a lot. Like it's funny because Perkins played uh, Scalpel into Corsair a lot at WTC. And memory um, just blocks drags all day long. Yeah, like yeah. literally, it's memory. Like the opponent would like move his model and set up for a drag, and memory just dodges in. And the opponent like, ah, oh, Christ, okay, and then resets up for a drag, and the memory's like, nope, <laughs> and just keeps like between between memory and dirge, yeah. you never ever ever get to drag anything relevant ever. Do you know, like, what, do you know what makes that even funnier? Mourn. Um, yeah, because like <laughs> just the incredible non-standing still team. Uh, yes. I, I, I desperately want to see someone play a game with brain pan and memory and mourn and burn their entire clock just doing start of activation <laughs> That's why I have a widget specifically designed for that. Um, the memory dance widget. So useful by the now defunct Bendy Boards. Um, most useful widget I own. Uh, but yeah, the memory dance. Oh, glorious. Thing of glorious. So yeah, play to the ground. Fantastic. It trolls uh, the hell out of Connor. And is no use to fighting teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think except it, cooks, I, except, except cooks, except cooks. Yeah, cooks will love this. Yeah. I think the other thing is to note that um, because we are we are back on the kind of after the last episode, we went down through to the twos and we're back up on the high numbers now. This is um, kind Less of not. Impactful. Yeah, it's it's not a particularly impactful card, generally mm. speaking. Sometimes it's super super clutch, but how often like. It, how often do how you often take a snapshot? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not really your kind of first option ever, really ever. Yeah. Um, and so navigators will love it. Like... Navigators, navigators will love it. Cooks will like it. Fish sometimes, like um, miners and engineers, actually both quite like making snapshots because mm. they have very they, have, they generally have four days kicks. Um, but generally speaking, it's just kind of a non-impactful card. But it's like, a six. It's, it's a six, yeah. yeah. Less so, I think, whether the next six card will pick up the pace. So starting with a player that has the initiative, both players may choose one friendly squadding model who gains plus two, plus two. Yep. This is, this is big. Yeah, yes. I, go, I go back to my point about Dilemma. Um, yeah. But when you, when you choose it. Am I right yep. in thinking this is one of the ones that was spoiled at Nova? Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. It might have been. Um, I think this I think this card is one of those. It's kind of like what we're talking about, caught out of possession, because mm. it's a high number. It's a high number card, but I think if you play it at the wrong time, you can actually benefit your opponent more than 100%. yourself. Hundred percent. Like, yeah, if, if you're playing against a team with seven nine moves and suddenly you've got a nine eleven move scalpel, yeah, um, that that could be bad. 
Ed uh, squaddies. Uh, oh, okay. Nine yeah. Eleven vitriol. Minx. Edge. Yep. yep. J Car. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, e- equally, um, Bonesaw, Champ, Bolt. Yeah. Any, anyone any anyone with that, stamina any is going to stamina, yeah. stamina really benefits from this. Plus, if if I if you've played pick up the pace and I have played raw enthusiasm, so my model is coming back on an extra plus two inches from the pitch and then getting to go as well. Like again, I think this comes into that like grudge match territory of you can you can ruin your turn if you play this if you play this poorly or at the wrong time. Yes, and that's yeah. It's another high in, it's another high initiative value card that is can be really powerful because you do get a squad like one of your squad is mm. also plus two plus to move. But um, yeah, if you if you if you play at the wrong time or you don't think through what your opponent can do, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Like, like, ne- like, if you're playing against veteran decimate, all of a sudden she has a 16 threat range to pull you into her into the corker's bunker. Equally, like a squaddy like Minx gets the threat range on that axe throw, or Boiler gets utterly ridiculous, or even a thousand cuts from Shank. You've got to really watch. Who you're giving, you know, which of your opponents you're giving this to? Yes, you absolutely do. It's it's one of those cards, but like, also it can obviously do things like put you in range for a goal run or put your hundred percent, yep, BA model in range to go and hit someone, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's one it's one where it's going to cause a lot of thinking. This card, yep. I think, much like caught out of possession. Mm. It's, it, it looks like a great one to have if you if you sat on eight points. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah, it's mm. much like much like grudge match. Actually, if you're if you're in a position where you want to sort of guarantee the win, and you're already on eight points, this is a good card to play. Where if you're going to win in one activation, and your opponent's not going to get the benefit out of it, it's very good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I want to see it on Baby Rage. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, punching bag. If we if we we're down into the fours now. Yeah, um, or have I skipped one? No, we're no. down to the four. No, we're down to the four. So, punching bag. Choose a, choose a squatty model. Give it tough hide. Nice and simple. Four to the initiative. Minus one to the influence. Yes. This this can be really nice. Like like so, someone like Sledge with tough hide is a worrying concept. Being you know fours and twos with tough hide. Yeah. He certainly gets a lot more survivable, or you know, putting it on a striker so that they they become yep. a lot more survivable. I was gonna say, I think it's best on any death five model. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. because because uh-huh. generally generally speaking, your your high defense models, it sometimes it's quite hard to knock them down or like death debuff them. Mm. So you're relying on hitting like you know mom one, mom two on the first couple of columns of your playbook. And if suddenly that those are only doing like like a little bit of damage, that can be very punishing. Yeah, the, yeah. the thought of a nimble velocity with tough hides just no, <laughs> like no, I don't so, want yeah, that. Just, I don't, don't want bother. that. Just just don't bother attacking her. No, like, just like, point. <laughs> do what you want. Like, I'll I'll come back to you next turn. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's minus one to your influence. It's minus a lot more to your opponent's influence if they're trying to take out. <laughs> that's, that's a great way yeah. of putting it. Yeah, 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 if you actually take the trap and go in. Then I will have more influence than you because yeah, right. yeah. Oh, right. My, my head immediately went to uh, tough-eyed vitriol or cami, yeah. um, or as a mortician, put it on pelage. So now you really don't want to attack her. Yeah, pelage I think is the most egregious model anyone's thought of yet because it's kind of yeah. like, oh dear god. <laughs> <laughs> I like don't that. stand there. Don't go anywhere near there. <laughs> what no. I found quite funny was as as a you know as a Brewers player. Uh, as someone that plays Bruce quite a lot, um, I was like going, "Oh, I could put it on such and such." Oh no, they've already got tough hide. Oh, I could put it on yeah. such and such. Oh no, well, they've already got tough hide. Um, me my tiny violin. <laughs> no right. Um, miners players. No, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see miners players with this. You're going to put that tank in front of me. Sorry, mining equipment in front of me, and now it's going to have tough hide as well. That's pretty oh. good. Or spade with tough hide no like i i do i do think it's most egregious on models that are that are high def over models that are kind of yeah already quite tanky like already have like like Mm. low low defensive stats but good like a good amount of health or a good amount of armor you know yeah Um, i don't see any benefit at all in putting it on say vet cat (laughs) 
Nah. Yeah, because the thing is, like, he's just going to get knocked down and murdered anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, fine, it took me an extra two attacks, but I'm generating two momentum off of all of those attacks. Yeah. Yep. Like... It's it's interesting because... Ooh, tough-eyed Fangtooth, though. Um, like, combining it with resilience, I quite like that. Um, yeah, that's true. You can you can make a real tanky model out of that. It's, what I quite like is, is how this has made me reevaluate tough hide because i have you know in, away from the podcast been quite vocal in in my meta about how i think tough hide is the least impactful defensive stat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i'm talking about sort of like the the close controls the stoics etc cetera, etc cetera, because if you're not trying to do damage it does nothing like it literally yeah. has no impact on the game and i've often said like when uh the vet boar changes came in and they were talking about the change of the result, which is a one damage and a guild ball result. Mm-hmm. And like loads of like my local butcher's players are sort of saying, "Oh, but this means like that I have to like that tough hide just completely negates that damage, and I don't get my berserk, and I have to choose what I want to do." My response has been constantly good because now it means yeah. that that, <laughs> that, that was, tough hide was... has an impact on the game. Yeah, um, yeah. Because beforehand, hide. in my mind, it hasn't had the impact the other ones have. But looking at punching bag and the absolute fear of t- tough height going onto one of the models has now made me sort of go, oh, actually, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it is more impactful than I'm giving it credit for. Yeah. yeah. As an alchemist, I love it because I'm not bothered if my opponent's got it and I'm extremely happy if I've got it. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, fair. it's a very, very good card for alchemists. It's, mm. it's also worth pointing out that it is one of only two cards in this set with an influence penalty. Yeah, yeah I, I think it needs it. it, it yeah. It's probably my favourite card in the deck, I've got to be honest, just the the amount of head-scratching it can cause mm. and the deviousness you can come up with with it. I love it. And I think you make a really good point, Panzer, about saying how I may be at minus one influence, but if you fall into this, you're going to be at minus two, minus three for yeah. achieving yeah, a similar effect. Right. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be very important to, when your opponent plays this card, evaluate, like, you, I think you have to be able to switch up your plan for the turn based on mm. that. Um, because Your game like, plan, if you will. Yes, you have to, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Former wall, then. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, my least favourite card in the deck. Why, <laughs> dear God, why? <laughs> See, I thought this was really interesting because when I saw it again, I started thinking, well, if I'm playing blacksmiths or farmers, you know, I already have gold defence, but of course now it's saving me an influence. And, and and most importantly, you don't need an activation to, to put and it you up. You don't need an activation to put no. it up. So it's almost like a plus one influence card for those teams, which I, I really I actually really like. Um, yes. So yeah, it's just a, a straight up give a model um, goal defense plus yeah, four initiative, um, no influence on on influence. Yeah, and the the four cards generally are tended to be all five like, of them. Th- yeah, all five of them are intended to be <laughs> kind of situational, mm. but when they're good, they're good. And that's because obviously, like the punching bag is obviously generally pretty good. But if you're playing against Yukai or someone, it's like, mm. oh, okay, fine, I don't really yeah. care. Oh, tough-eyed Yukai. Oh no, she's she's not squatty. Thank God, she's not squatty. They're not squatty. They're not squatty. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you say, formal wall, just nice, useful. I can see me uh, having good fun with that one. Um, I, I quite like for like if your opponent's gonna go if you know your opponent's gonna go on a goal run on like their first activation or something, mm. anything you can do to just knock down the percentage odds of that of that activation working is very yeah. good. And Formal Wall just just knocks the odds of it working down. Yeah. Um, and you can end up in it, it can be very impactful. What's the name of Tenderizer's rule? Is it goal defense? Uh, yes. No, it's not. It's outfield defense. So this stacks on tenderizer. Um, so theoretically, because tenderizer is a different name, you can have a butcher's goalkeeper, which makes shots need sixes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Bryce, what have you done? <laughs> oh, where are my butchers? Where are my butchers? <laughs> on the bright side, you might actually see tenderizer now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, horrible. It's not, often. It's not uh, often you see them, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I, I tend to see them quite a lot, I think, because people don't like me scoring goals past them. But um, So, yeah, Butchers and Cooks. 
can now make you know target number six goals. That's interesting. Um, this next card made me laugh a lot. I won't lie, because of Lunch Spire. Um, <laughs> like, if you've not played Shade Spire, Shade Spire had a, had a, a rule called sidestep, and of course. Former English GT Shades by Champion, Mr. Bryce Johnson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think possibly one of the more complicated actually, cards. This actually wasn't my suggestion for the name for Rosworth, actually. This was my... Was this Giblin? Like, right. <laughs> no, this was, this, this was Hearty. Like, it made me laugh because it is a Shadespire card. Yeah. Um, but also, at this point, I think there's about 2,000 Shadespire cards. Yeah, so like, half yeah, of which aren't valid. Some of them, um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some of them. Are, yeah, some of them you can still use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. I think there's like two thousand Shades Bar cards, and obviously, like they all have, like a lot of them have very useful names. Mm. But it did give me a little chuckle as well because it, uh, yeah, it is, <laughs> it is a Shades Bar card name, but it actually wasn't my suggestion. So and they have they have totally different effects. Um... Yes, they do have totally <laughs> different effects, and also the term sidestep is just quite you know it's a very generic term. Oh no, I had a bit, I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm, I'm expense but then that's what yeah I mean. yeah no, it, made me, um, it made me laugh as well when i got the naming pass through <laughs> um so the player that has initiative may choose between one to three friendly models each chosen model may make a two inch judge then the other judge. player judge yes judge uh, <laughs> then the other player may choose up to the same number of friendly models each chosen model may make a two inch dodge this i uh, like i just love the idea of almost like the hacker happening mid pitch <laughs> um, yeah or just like everyone so, sh- shuffle this way um, i i, I yeah. think on the, on the last episode i talked about how um a number of cards like that I, I was talking about i think caught out possession and how it can have a quite a drastic effect on the game <laughs> yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. but i was saying like it's not the most drastic effect that a card can have on the game state and this is that card 100 percent. yeah like there's so this 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 is potentially half the models on the pitch. Yep, can make a two-inch dodge. It, it's worth noting though, it's not the player that plays the card that determines how many players move. It's the player who has the initiative. Yes, I can see that catching people. Ah, oh, very well pointed out. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so the player with the initiative, yeah, and also it's worth noting that they have to choose. They have to do at least one dodge. Mm. Yeah. And which, yeah, yeah. obviously you can dodge zero if you don't want to do if you don't want to move anyone, but um, that's actually because the original the first version of this was you can choose zero you can choose up to three, and mm. then people just weren't resolving Jeez. anything. Yeah, they were yeah. like, okay, no, I'm happy with my positioning. I don't need to dodge anything, and we're like, nah, that's not really the point. That's not within the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to dodge <clears throat> at least one, and obviously they can dodge zero with it, but then the opponent's going to get a two inch dodge. Yeah, as well. I think anyone that's a fan of Black Hearts Legendary will immediately see the impact of this. Like, yeah. Or just, you know, <laughs> again, it's come up before. I'll mention it again. The um, the Triangle of Sadness. Um, you know, if you can lock in your opponent's models when you're making your dodges, then they can have as many dodges as they like, but they're still not going to be able to move. Potentially, like they can't move with that model. Yeah. But then they've been able to advance three of their other models two inches up the pitch that mm. are all then potentially going to get loaded up with influence and can all suddenly are now in range, for instance. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's not a you-go-I-go go with the dodges, isn't it? It's, no. It's, it's, it's all lump. and then yeah. all. So, yeah, this is this is the card that, like, I'm really excited to see people <laughs> use because, <laughs> oh boy, the amount of, like, head-scratching this is going to cause is going to be unreal, I think. I really like this in com- in combination with aggressive defense. Yes, uh, like, like I play aggressive defense, <laughs> but none of my stuff is in your half, and then you play sidestep, and then as much of my stuff is in your half as possible. At that point, <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, I, I can see this causing many, many beard points. <laughs> Yay, beard points! No fun for anyone apart from me. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, the other thing, we... that, I think the other thing that's really cool about this card is actually like. Because it affects board possession. So let's say like all both of our teams are like out of most threat ranges, and I move my team two inches forward. I move the three like fighty models of my team, like gr- let's say Grange, Wendell, and Tater. I move them all up two inches. Yeah. 
you can just move back and be out of my threat range, but I've gained that two inches of board space. Yeah. Like, and I've gained that positioning advantage, even though the threat ranges are still the same, but I've managed to push you back a little bit, yep. which I think is really interesting. Hmm. So I really like the idea of just moving all my guys into cover. It's like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the uh, whoops I messed up last turn card. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody oh, back oh. into Sentinel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Sledge, sledge isn't in Sentinel. Oh, I left. Uh, I didn't put Thresher in cover last turn. I'll just dodge him, like. Yeah. Just dodge well, him Fathom's over. not in cover, so she can't use her heroic. Yeah, yeah. Like... Whoops, I'll just I'll just fix that. But then your opponent also gets to do the same thing. So yeah. just universal mulligan. Just like. <laughs> oh, bad. Um. Uh, this next card is my favouritely named ca- card in the set, just because it's so evocative of my like playing semi-organised sports as a kid. Um, so pass out the orange slices. I have yeah. no idea if this is a thing in other countries, but certainly in in England, if you're at school playing sport at half time, someone will appear with some slices of orange for you to eat. And I don't know yeah. if I don't know if this is a thing that other countries do. It's kind of like like our sport equivalent of of high tea. Just like no, yeah, like it's like it's it's what you do at halftime, isn't it? Like yeah, you just have an orange I, or a, I a bit of I've an orange. I think I've seen it in American TV, right? I think, but I, I don't know. I I might have been making that up. I'm not sure. Just in but... case this is a complete cultural misstep <laughs> and no one knows what this means, <laughs> that's what it is. You be at school, you're playing a game of football, or as we call it, football. Um, <laughs> And just, you know, it comes to half-time, free orange slice. Not a whole orange, don't be silly. No, no, uh, you get you get one. Maybe two yeah. if you're if you're cheeky. Yeah. Um, as someone that really wants to transition into playing Union, the idea of my team healing seven health <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is, is hilarious. Um, and as someone that, yeah, it, it just seems good. Just like, here, have some health back. Bing. It just yeah, it's it's just a it's just sort of a useful card, you know. Yeah. Like it's gonna, it's just nice. Like it's obviously um, depending on the on the team you're playing, it can be better. Like I think it's very good against alchemists and hunters, yeah, because they like to do like a lot of like chip damage over yeah. a lot of models. Just and negates so, yeah, poison. Just yeah, no, it just, didn't yeah, happen. It negates poison for a turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's no aura on it, like say um, Harrow or mm-hmm. Benediction need it to be. It's just you know have some health back, and it's it's going to change the maths massively on jailed models. So again, we come back to this concept yes. of giving people who are jailed more tools to disrupt the maths of their opponent. Yes, um, and even if all that does is force your opponent to use another model to kill your jailed model, that's fine. that might, that might mean that like one of their BE models has to go earlier in the turn rather Uh than where they would ideally save it for like ideally they would kill like so as a farmer's player ideally my ideal situation is I go first and kill the jailed model with like plowman or someone Mm -hmm. and get some harvest markers up and then I still have like tater thresher window for later in the turn yeah but if the math changes on this and suddenly I have to activate one of those models first that's also an impact on the game state because it means then my opponent can engage more safely on the rest of my team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like you know models like like Plowman, where I put three influence in, I'm going to get six damage out because um, it's yes. just that level of reliability. Yeah. If I'm suddenly on eight health, yeah, like your chances eight. of killing me just plummet. Mm-hmm. The big one would be if you were on five. Like the biggest switch is yeah, if you're on five or six health. Mm. it's like suddenly yeah you can't activate one of your planters to kill that model you have you to activate one of your work models yeah you'd have, you'd have to have a spike and you know that's not super likely mm. the other one is even if all it does is force your opponent to spend like one extra influence killing that model um mm. again in the plowman example even going from four to six that means i hacked i have to act, give plowman three um, yeah. three and he's not generating momentum. Mm. Like, just doing non-momentous two, non-momentous two, non-momentous two. And if you, like, the option is still, like, he could whiff one of those rolls. 100%. And previously, he would have gotten away with that because mm. you were maybe on four health, and now you're on six. He needs to not whiff any of those rolls. Mm. So, yeah, it just it changes the math a little bit, but mostly it's just sort of, 
it's just a, a useful thing. It just heals up any chip damage you're taking, you know? Yeah. Equally, it, you know, it plays... It, 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 it slightly disrupts the maths of how a model's survivability is calculated at your end. Like, So yeah. you know, models which have a traditionally low health pool... But things like reanimate or tough hide or um, you know defense five. So again, models like Pelage and Velocity and things like that. Yeah, you know, two health on them is or someone like Matagi is twenty percent of their health pool. Like mm. you know, it, it's mm. you know not everyone has twenty health. Not everyone you know has these this huge amount of health. So two health yeah. points to some models is massive. Yeah, and I think it's I think that's what people will take a little bit of time to grasp is that. People, I think, in the first place will be like, oh, but you can heal, it means you can heal, you know, Fangtooth or someone with tons of health. You can heal them up and, and you can make them even more tanky. Yeah. But it's a much, much bigger proportionate swing on mm. low health models, which, yeah. which I quite like, actually. It does mean that Scourge can heal 16 health in one turn, which is just hilarious. Yeah, you'd, you'd best kill him. Like, you'd best kill him or, or just accept <laughs> he's going to be He's going to be still be there. He will yeah. still be there. Um, hit them where it hurts. Then uh, choose an enemy mm. squaddy model. They suffer weak point. Four, four modifier, no influence change. This is horrid. Like this is a great card. Yes, um, it's a very good card. Like yeah, we talked about farmers. Yeah, farmers. Well, no, millstone. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could put on millstone that model that definitely always engages people. And yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but it's also it's kind of cool because it's less it, it, again like a lot of these cards are more more or less relevant depending on what team you're facing. Mm. So obviously this one isn't super relevant against like farmers or alchemists actually because they mm. don't they don't have a ton of armor floating around. Fish have uh, a lot of five O's. Uh, fish have a lot of five O's. Like catches have it, three armor in the entire guild. Yeah, <laughs> this card is just like it's just a dead card against rat catchers because you're like, yeah. I guess, I guess Squeak gets minus one armor. <laughs> Actually, no, I can't even do that because he's not squatty. He's uh, not squatty. Uh, the only person you can put it on is Vet Graves. So yeah, I hope. Three, two, yeah. Three, one. I hope you're playing Vet Graves. <laughs> 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 but whereas it's obviously very good against like Masons, engineers, miners, blacksmiths, like those mm. those high armor teams, it just gives you that option to to crack that armor on one squaddy model again importantly it's not captain um, and I, I think that's nice because of course whilst smiths are not the most played of guilds they do present a real puzzle to play against yeah um especially for, for teams like navigators or anyone that's trying to get through the lament configuration of iron in cover but iron suddenly <laughs> like having weak point or um, you know, sledge going from four two to four zero against an anatomical model is is vast. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and also there are, I think there's a number of cards in the set that do benefit blacksmiths quite a lot. Mm. And so it's kind of okay to have one card that is a bit of a pain for them. But it, it's, I think, worse against, like as I say, like masons and stuff as well, and engineers, miners. I think hate it because miners rely on being tanky yeah and it's interesting where it's going to be sometimes sometimes you're going to want to put it on like mule to get him down to a 3-1 or fisher to get it down to a 2-2 but also super relevant against like spade suddenly as a 4-0 rather than a 4-1 yeah or or salvo you know the the, the dice math depending on what you're planning on doing in the turn the dice math can change quite dramatically Mm. with the point Uh, yeah it's interesting you mentioned blacksmith because of course there's so many choose a squaddy in in these cards and blacksmiths just have more squaddies yeah um so they have more options of places to put this i'm sure this has been asked a dozen times forgive me if i forget the answer when a master becomes the master of the forge and gains the captain keyword do they lose the squaddy keyword am i remembering that rightly uh yes they do Yeah. yeah okay cool cool so yeah you you can't ever affect the captain model with this card but obviously Mm your captain can benefit from it because they can be attacking a squaddy yeah, yeah. that is now minus one armor. Mm. Marvellous. Um, is that it for yeah. fours? I think it is. So down it into twos. Um, no, we've we done do. twos already because of the weird way you did maths. Um, this is the card... I don't think you've dwelled on that yet enough yet, Beard. I'm not sure I have, no. Um, no. 
give me 110% is the card I take the most amount of exception to. Statistically, <laughs> um, or no, like because if I have a team with 12 influence, 110% would take me from 12 to 13 influence, and this takes me from 12 to 14, so it gives you more than 110%. <laughs> We well, can't put an asterisk. Hundred percent, yeah. unless that you're said, a pedant. So which that said, if you're a th- if you if you're a thirteen influence team, no, it still doesn't work. See, it gives too much influence. <laughs> Just move on. Really, really, this isn't the, countdown. The, the name of this card is very much supposed to be from um, the kind of period of football where you had like like David Beckham or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the other like. Yeah, yeah, I gave gave a hundred. We all gave one hundred and ten percent this game. Yeah, we all tried really hard. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like it's the uh, you know, the old fascio Geordie character who just spoke constantly in in cliches and in Spanish. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's there's a deep cut that most people have no idea what I'm talking about. But yeah, give me one hundred ten percent. I get plus one. Uh, influence modifier sorry plus one initiative modifier and plus two influence modifier just here's extra influence go yep right. yep here is here is your here is two extra influence yeah love the design of it love the design of it yeah just just simple like guild ball is a game of of managing resources um here are more resources yes and that's that's why it's a it's a one value um card because obviously just getting two extra influence is a huge can be a massive swing yeah because if you're like if you're 14 if you're if you're suddenly going from like 12 to 14 for instance that means you're going from you can suddenly full allocate to your captain and two two squaddies yeah so that could be like suddenly you're you know you're you're you've got your captain and two strikers fully loaded instead mm. of having to make a choice of which striker gets fully loaded yeah um and yeah really just like extra influence will turn into extra momentum it turns into extra damage extra dodges extra whatever you want really Mm. like it just it just gives you a a lot more options throughout the turn yeah equally in like a vet rage team i now have a fully loaded vet rage a fully loaded gutter a fully loaded decimate and still have influence floating around for support pieces and other things like that which is wonderful um, for me. Yeah, talk, talking about talking about blacksmiths, like on on weak point, like this card is like for blacksmiths. Oh. You're just like, oh god, yes, yes, I will full stack all of my all of my apprentices. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you very much. Like, and um, still and still have some influence from masters left over. Like, yeah. the the yeah. ox team that's already got a brisket goal, so has the two influence from that goal. Oh, is up to fifteen influences now. It's seventeen influence. That's disgraceful. Yep. Um, I mean, I I think the I, one team but, where this doesn't benefit is yours, is farmers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really, because you end up going like, well, I get, I guess Peck has two influence. I suppose. <laughs> like, I'll have a fully loaded buckwheat. Um, <laughs> just yeah, run so out of places Mil- to put Millstone, it. Millstone now has three influence. Yeah. Uh, sure, <laughs> she's still going to jog and uh, stand and put down a harvest marker and bump someone forward, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but no. But yeah, I, it, Yes, this this is one that definitely like again we talked about proportional benefits and it mm. definitely proportionally benefits lower influence teams a lot more. Yep. Um and uh, far like high influ- like higher influence teams like farmers who are generally I would say running on kind of fourteen influence ish after mm. harvest markers or like certainly thresher as Grange tends to run on a lot more. It kind of doesn't benefit them because they already have all the influence in the world anyway. I mean, we've joked about it, but all that means is you just can leave the harvest markers down. Yeah, potentially, which like, activate a, you know a ton of abilities. Yes, for sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, basically, like it, it does give it, it's it's there is no team in the game this is bad for. Yeah, like, <laughs> but proportionally, it does benefit low influence teams a lot more than teams that already have a lot of influence. Yeah, cool. So, moving on to our last card. Um, this one is mental. Yeah. <laughs> like, and again, blacksmiths straight away. Pay attention. Break out the noise. Every friendly squaddy gets a point of tack. Yeah. That's mental. So blacksmiths get um twenty five percent more benefit from this card than anyone <laughs> exactly. else because they have one more squaddy. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah that's really that's, good that's that's really good like there's no yep. way that isn't good just like everyone goes up one and if you've already got ways of increasing tack in your team like looking at you brewers like having a attack seven veteran decimate that's terrifying um yeah. R- rivet looks at this and finds it hilarious oh yeah <laughs> oh god oh ah. Oh. I hadn't even thought of that. Uh, um, M- Morn. Cheeky little, <laughs> yeah. little Tag 9 Gast. Like. It's not. It's, never mind Tag 9 Gast. It's all all about the Tag 8 memory. Um, <laughs> with his three long playbook. Four long, yeah. sorry. Four um, long playbook. And that's before Whisper Tokens. Um, yeah, just. This is a great card. Like, yeah. So it's like, it's something we learned from the previous set is that you if you're gonna have and like cards that have one initiative value, mm. the effects can be like busted powerful. Because... Yeah, like, look, looking at the the one cards from the previous set with hunker down and offside trap, there is no contest. No, because those are generally not cards you take a lot because no. the one in, the one initiative value is a big downside. Mm. Um, and so this was something we were like with both of these one one initiative value cards. We're like we can push these quite quite a bit and make the effect like extremely powerful. Mm. And my favorite, actually, my favorite combo with this is if your opponent plays um, risky play, and you're like, cool. <laughs> Sledge has yeah, mate, you got first. You absolutely got first activation. You do whatever you want with that. Sledge is now tax seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not all right. It's, it's all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> coming to the end of the eighteen. So what? Sorry. What's What's interesting here? Because we in the la- when the game plans were first introduced, we moved away from the dice rolling plus momentum mechanic at the end of turns. Mm. This is presumably then an endorsement that you feel the introduction of the game plan deck has been a quite a significant success. Yeah, I think it's definitely fair to say. Like we 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 draw we, we much prefer the the game plan system over the the sort of dice roll system mm. because randomly, you know, your opponent rolls a six and you roll a one and you lose initiative when you really should have had it can be absolutely game. Yeah, it's real feel bad. Mm. Um, but the one aspect of the game plans was that because you are much more able to guarantee first activation, it mean it's it's created jailing as a much more powerful mechanic, and so that's why a lot of like that's why the one one of the key things about this the set is that we've reduced how powerful jailing is. I think mm. generally overall we've inc- we've decreased the power of jailing. Yeah. Um, and that's because that was the kind of one unintended consequence of the previous of the previous game plans. Because mm. you know, like previously, it was very hard to guarantee first. Like often, you were kind of going right. I have like a seventy or an eighty percent chance here. Most likely, this will it. happen. But yeah, if if I screw this up, this is very bad. Yeah. Um, whereas with these game plans, uh, whereas obviously with the previous game plans, like. You, if you have a seven and you have one more momentum than your opponent, you know you're going first. Um, and so jailing becomes a much more reliable tactic, and, and setting up to kill someone at the top of the turn becomes a much more reliable tactic. And so, overall, we think the game plans are like, like generally very, very good. Like they're they're much better than the the, the kind of random dice roll. But we've tried to mitigate that that one kind of unintended consequence that they ended up having. Yeah. You raise an interesting point there, which is you know, one of the one of the, the I'll use the same expression. One of the feel bads um, associated with the previous game plan decks was that if 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 my opponent drafts both sevens and both sixes, statistically unlikely, but can mm-hmm. happen and can have an enormous impact on the game. Um, you know that we've all had those games where you draft the hand in front of you and you're just like, well, early lunch. Um, yeah. Not that that's necessarily the correct response, but it's certainly a response I think all of us have, have been guilty of. It's mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. therefore, to see ostensibly the same. Um, God, you can tell I've been playing a lot of Magic recently. I'm seeing the same <laughs> mana curve 
Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing the same initi- initiative modifier curve. You know, there are two sevens, two sixes, two fives, and then we're down into the into the lower ones. Was that a conscious decision to keep that curve the same, but boost the impacts of the lower ones? Yes, basically. Excellent. Like, Moving on. No. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Like that was that was the kind of something we wanted to do was keep the we felt that the the problem wasn't on the the initiative numbers it was what we wanted to do was buff the like because when when we kind of realized that we'd been a bit conservative in some aspects of the older cards and we could have made the lower number the lower initiative value cards have much Mm. more powerful effects sure and that will help kind of counteract the the thing of like yeah your opponent gets both sevens both sixes and both fives or whatever mm. now i think if that happens your opponent's going to be sitting at the top of a lot of turns going uh, i'm going to get first but i don't know if like uh, like then i'm going to get it nudged in like yeah because your mm. opponent now has like because you now have even if all you've got is fours threes and twos or whatever you have some really powerful effects on those cards that will mitigate the the effects of lose of like say always losing initiative. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was going to say if you've got a handful of kind of sevens and sixes, there's not really anything kind of safe to play. I guess no. If you just want right, I want to have as little effect on the game as possible. Ah. Yeah, I think which, the, which is, the only. Yeah. I think the only one is the the one momentum snapshot card on the set. Yeah, yeah. Is the it's probably the safest high value one, which is just if and and that's effectively a blank. And in a lot of cases, that's effectively a blank card. It's just a high number. Mm. And Including mudslide, mudslide as yeah. well is, is sort of in that in that category. Yeah, providing that on the board state because mm. in the pit state yeah. rather because. If you just taken that card and your opponents picked sides or whatever, they could end up with a nice big patch of rough ground that they're like their whole team can suddenly go, oh cool, plus the move, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, we've all played games where that you've got that one area of rough ground right in front of your deployment zone. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. There's only so was... many places it can be. Yes, and that was actually also something that we wanted to do with Mudsliders. Sometimes, yeah, you get that big patch of rough, rough ground like right in front of your deployment zone, as you say, and you're like, ah, oh, this feels really bad. Yeah. But muds, if you've got mudslide, you're kind of like, cool, this is amazing. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, oh, I've just thought about... Um, what's her name? Edge. Uh, um, Edge, <laughs> Edge loves her some mudslide. Nomad. Nomad, yeah. Um, yeah. The question's gone out my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's really irritating. Cool, do you no. just, Should we just do some like? Should we just fill some space? Like, it's all right. It's come back. Um, the mechanic in the first set of guild plan cards, there was a lot of mechanics which which were if you are within eight inches of the pitch, do X. Yeah, yeah. And which which um resulted in one of my favorite things of Gilbert over the last couple of years which was the how subtly can my opponent measure eight inches <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite game of i'm gonna measure eight inches from the side of the pitch whether i have those cards or not um <laughs> so that sort of qualifier has gone was that a conscious decision or was it more of a kind of we've we've done everything we can with that it was you know let's do something else um, yeah, that was really just like we felt like a lot of those cards are very, very situational, and like sometimes they're really good. Um, but you do often end up in a situation where you're kind of like, ah, this is this, I'm not really going to get this because I've I've positioned poorly or I've mm. I've not been thinking about this card. And as a design concept, it was something that we just sort of we we did. A lot with that with that set of cards and yeah. we wanted to sort of do something different with this one really mm. yeah that's fair enough okay um do you have a favorite a favorite card mm. um i i really like pass out the orange slices for both the name and because 
I used to always play Harrow in season three in Farmers, and then when I started playing season four, and I was like, oh, I don't always bring Harrow, but <laughs> so you made yourself your own one. Yeah, I made myself, I made myself <laughs> my own game plan card because I just, I just want to heal my whole team too at the start of the turn because for basically the whole of season three, I was like, this is how my team works. I get to heal at the top of the turn. Yeah. Um, and you know, now I don't always get to do that, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of people now feeling those tinfoil hats are justified (laughs) (laughs) but then as we've talked about actually that card doesn't like for all I think the the tinfoil hats are are maybe coming out as we talked about at quite some length that card doesn't really benefit farmers more than anyone else no it doesn't like (laughs) it's actually it's actually probably better on like um like alchemists or whatever you know like Teams that have low health pools to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, and are covering themselves in conditions that do them damage. Yes, exactly. So like <laughs> ben, Venom is like, oh thank god yeah. I'm not I'm not yeah. suddenly on a living health this turn because I poison myself. No, he's just been buried into the ground by veteran Fangtooth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Venom. Um, but apart from that, I think um Mudslide also I love the name, I love the effect. Uh Break Out the Knives is just silly. Oh, I love that um, one. I think it's my favourite one. Just I think, like, I think uh, Break Out the Knives is very, very good. I just, I I just I... Like, like the idea of just my opponents going, right, I'm going to go first, I'm going to do some silly things, I'm going to score a goal, and just my entire team's just like, okay. This yeah. is fine. We <laughs> yeah, are okay what, with this. Whatever you want to do, buddy. Like, you have a <laughs> Go for it. Um, but I think, honestly, my favourite in terms of how much it's going to change the game state is Sidestep. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think just because the the amount of the amount of brain space you have to to, to do, like when you play sidestep, the amount of thinking time that causes on both players, <laughs> um, to me is extremely funny, um, and I think can change the game state very very dramatically, and I think that's just really cool. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, you know, if if you've not been to one of Panzer's events, uh, Panzer, when's your next one? Plug it. Oh, uh, January 25th, Battlefield Hobbies, Daventry. Come play, win trophies. Yeah. Uh, l- lunch is included? Yes. Um, yeah, I went to the last one. It was excellent. Go to the next one. I may not be in the country. Um, but Panzer, if you've, if you've not been to one of his events, tends to have a bingo card of achievements. Um, I can entirely see if this is out, if these are legal by then um you know some kind of barn dance style achievement to do with sidestep um, <laughs> it's, just gonna be a, it's just gonna be a funny image and i just like the idea of that of everyone sort of dancing around the middle of the pitch um yeah i think like there's gonna be yeah there's gotta be some some ridiculous like i hope you're already thinking up some ridiculous achievements based on these cards <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, it's, it's, as someone that tends to play the more takeout game um, these cards excite me more than the previous lot mm-hmm. um, despite there not being the the sticky of the boot ins there are, there are no cards in this which give a damage um, increase no like, there, yeah, there's no, right. there's no tooled up. There's no stick the boot in. So, for guilds which have no native damage buff themselves, um, and I'm right in thinking, I think alchemists have no tooled up or anything, you know, equivalent there. Or, um, no, or, no, <laughs> or anything like that. You know, um, you now have nothing. Um, sort of, because like attack buff is sort of a damage buff. Well, that's kind of that's kind of the point I wanted to transgress. So, whilst in the previous lot I had damage buffs, now we have um, attack buffs, which to me, as the takeout player, is a damage buff, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But it means that it's going to be useful to other people as well. Like you know, no football team needed stick the boot in um, in the last wave. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- th- there's very few kind of auto drops. Mm. it's like you know um again as the resident football lunatic yeah. so if i get stick the boot in what on earth am i going to do with that i have and very it... little interest in holding on to grudge match for the same reason so you kind of there's like three or four you know oh i've seen that throw that away i don't see that here really no don't. exactly and what, what i quite like is that 
I as the you know the violent player am excited by these cards for how I want to use them, and probably Panzer mm-hmm. is equally as excited as the football guy for exactly the same cards, but for totally different yes. reasons. And that I think yeah. is a great success. Yes, and I think that's cool because more, yeah, more attack and and more influence from like give them give give me one hundred and ten percent like more attack and more influence gives you more options and more things to do regardless of whether you're playing a football team or a fighty team Mm. and i like that there are a number of cards in there that are quite that are very very good but they're quite situational but when to draft those cards is a real sort of a real important choice to make again depending on the team you're playing and the team you're playing against yeah um like I actually really want to do. Uh, I just, I just thought, I actually just thought of a bingo thing, which was um, <laughs> if you if you play break out the knives, and get players to count up how many di- extra dice they get to roll over the course of a turn with break out the knives. <laughs> I think I've got one in there. Magical Christmas Land, make an attack attack twelve. <laughs> um, I, I might bring that down to ten, but I'm, I can see a lot of people getting that now. <laughs> Tack twelve is is that it's not a charge though because tack yeah. like tack twelve yeah. on a charge is pretty easy. Tack twelve, yeah. I think you go you go gassed with Morn, Polage, and uh, Gaffer. Gaffer, yeah, and you do singled out uh, Whisper Token and um, uh, what do you call it Malice and, uh, and one some of crowd outs, yeah, and some crowd outs. Like you can theoretically get up to like fifteen, sixteen dice. If yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, that seems fine. <laughs> like you roll, you roll that attack, and you're like, "Oh, I only got two on maskings." God, this sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the old Hooper swinging into a knockdown hearth with crowd outs from uh, from Tapper with commanding aura up. He's going eight damage, eight yeah. damage, eleven damage, eight damage. Was, like, oh I god, did, uh, I did love. Um, I play. I've been playing. I was playing blacksmith for a little bit recently, and um, I was playing with Sledge, and just the utter. The sheer joy of like I rolled an attack and got no hits and I was like, okay, momentum six damage and my opponent's like, No no no, you, you got no hits and I was like, Yeah, but I'm playing blacksmiths. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was playing um James Long, uh, his alchemists, and he had vitriol on eight health and I was on ten VP and I just moved sledge next to vitriol and held my hand out and he's like, What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like <laughs> just, he's like, What are you doing? Like, oh oh yep. well played, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Right. We shall leave it there. Bryce, thank you very much for you know, getting paid to do your job uh, and talk to us. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think you should like, possibly get more money for that, but you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, break your checkbook it's out. Uh, certainly a very pleasant way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> As we you know, consistently... Oh yeah, we're working from home. Um, <laughs> Panza, thank you for taking the time for joining us. Handy listeners, handy viewers, such as you are i hope you've enjoyed this and do make sure to pick up these new game plan decks from either the Gameforge store or your friendly local gaming store support your local gaming store uh and as ever um i need a better outro right then bryce about veteran captain greed <laughs> mm.